0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up guys, welcome to podcast PXN episode 47. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, and the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. What is up guys? Welcome back, Roro. Hello, thank you. I'm glad to be back.
1: This episode is all about trip boys. What?
0: Okay, <laughs> then. Sunday. Is that a new a sponsor? Fall, fall guys. Oh, yes. Trick okay. Boys. Never mind. I'll you're older. We'll we'll go. <laughs> we'll go with it. Whatever. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at eight PM Eastern Time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week is Our discussion around the Halo Infinite Delay and how that is going to affect Xbox Series X's launch. But first, uh, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN News of the (laughs) Week, Sean, this is continuing from last week. We have Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell is back. Let's go. Wait. (laughs) Not Splinter Cell. This is Splinter Cell Sam Fisher DLC coming to Rainbow Six Siege. What the hell, Ubisoft? I feel like at this (laughs) point, it's a giant troll at every single person that wants a new Splinter Cell game. And instead, they just give us Splinter Cell content in all of their other games. What is happening, guys?
1: Uh, I just don't think they see a market at this point, which I'm surprised. But... I, I don't I don't get it. I just think it's funny that it isn't, like, essentially one of the biggest games there is right now um, when it comes to um, Rainbow Six Siege, because I know that's still kicking ass and taking names, and I know, if I remember right, it is confirmed for the next-gen, right?
0: Uh, I believe they did say that, yeah, that they'd yeah. have a next-gen version. Obviously, yeah, backwards so, compatible, too.
1: Yeah, so I just think it's funny that, like, wildland started this trend and now we're still at this whole thing too
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so i i i have no idea if honestly sam fisher exists in a game anymore yeah. i think he's just like a cameo uh he it's like watching an austin powers movie where you just see constant cameos of celebrities and that's it and that's who sam fisher is now these days <laughs> yeah. the nsa doesn't exist
2: <laughs> We're gonna to get to the point where if they actually announce the Sam or a Splinter Cell game that we're gonna think it's gonna be like they keep putting him in different games, that we like Yeah. he's like crying wolf at this point, like <laughs> yeah. I would love to see. I hope that, that he does come back, but it's crazy, like Sean was saying that all the different games they keep putting it in but his own mm-hmm yeah.
0: <laughs> and the next one is a mobile game coming out yeah. uh i can't think of the name of it but it has a bunch of ubisoft characters in yeah. it and something
2: yeah. i think it's a ubisoft legends or i don't know what it's called something something weird, weird.
0: yeah but uh and the other crappy thing is is this trailer that they did michael ironside isn't even voicing him like that's freaking sam fisher what what happened to michael ironside is he not doing it again or well, that's
1: what i thought like i thought after the release uh was it blacklisted yeah that's the name blacklist of um yeah they like publicly commented like how they actually did want him but unfortunately due to like cancer like it yeah. really kind of screwed with his schedule type thing and it's like okay, well, from what I remember reading, his cancer has essentially went into remission, yep. so it's like, why can't he at this point?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, it's an interesting question, but if it does, if Splinter Cell does return, he better be the voice, or else we riot. Uh, but moving on, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, got some new gameplay with their uh, series of events they're doing, the, uh, what is it, The Night City Wire or whatever. Um, I actually, I thought this one was a lot more interesting than the first one. Even, uh, I loved how it showed like the different life paths that you start your character on, uh, how you can start like in the city or you can start a corporate ladder or you can start like on the outskirts. I think that's super, super interesting. Um, and they also showed off a little bit of how the, the band works, Johnny Silverhand's band. Who is actually performed by the band Refused, which is interesting. Uh, Do you know who Refused is? I do not know. So,
1: have you ever seen the movie Crank?
0: Crank, no.
1: With Jason Statham. Never seen it. All right, that was going to be my best guess that you would know who they are. (laughs) Never seen it.
0: Damn. Uh, But they also—they're a really
1: good uh, Swiss Swiss punk band.
0: Oh. You would know that I, I would not. <laughs> uh, but uh, they also showed off the weapons, which I thought the variety of weapons looked very very interesting uh, and very uh, deep in, in terms of progression for a, a deep RPG experience with custom customizing your weapons however you want to use them. Uh, Roro, what do you what were your uh, biggest thoughts about it or what were your favorite parts?
2: Yeah, I, I agree
0: that this was a lot uh, more
2: interesting and substantial than the last one. Um, I love the, as you we were talking about, the different paths that you could uh, have your character on it. It, it, it adds replayability as well. Uh, it, but everything looks so cool. I'm having a tough time deciding on what I want to choose. Right now I want to be, I think the option is Corp, where you're like one of the business suits on in those high towers. I think that looks the most interesting to me. But Nomad looks fun too, Street Kid looks fun, are the other two options. Like, I don't know how this game looks so <laughs> so awesome, and I just hope that it comes out when it's supposed to come out. Absolutely. Um, so what, what are you and, guys
1: all leaning towards right now when you first start yeah. the game, of the three?
2: Uh, corp for me
1: corporate uh that's kind of where i'm thinking too honestly
0: honestly i was thinking corporate too just because they were kind of talking about like how it opens up like uh different gameplay possibilities like you learn things that you don't learn on the other two experiences Mm -hmm. which kind of feels like a leg up so to speak so (laughs) i don't know that that was my thought of it but uh, I, I think the other two paths are very interesting and they're very unique, uh, approaches. And I'm interested to see like how those paths like change the entire story as a whole, because they did say that, that choosing a different path would make things very different for you, uh, throughout the different missions that you go on, which I think that's the most interesting part. Like you said, Roro, it, it makes for a lot more replayability. Um, yeah to go back and just enjoy more of it. So that's exciting. Uh, moving on, uh, from cyberpunk, Nintendo Roro has sold 61.44 million Nintendo switches and 22.4 million copies of animal more crossing. Xbox. That <laughs> yes, Sean. Yes. Congrats. Uh, 20 with we're not in the console wars here. Uh, twenty-two point four million copies of Animal Crossing is freaking insane. Like that's a almost like a one th- more than a one-third adoption rate on the console. That's absolutely insane. Like,
1: yeah, it's only behind Mario Kart Delu- Eight Deluxe now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the second best
2: selling right now. It's crazy. I honestly, yeah, that
0: yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I was just gonna say that. As much as I want to know what's going to be next for Nintendo, like they haven't really delivered any substantial news on what they're going to be doing at the end of this year. They've been pretty quiet with their Nintendo Directs and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they don't really have to do that to get people to buy Switches because people are buying Switches regardless of not knowing what's next. And Animal Crossing came out at a perfect time, as we can tell. Not only is the game good, but it came at a perfect time with all this quarantine stuff going on. And if you go onto like Best Buy or most websites, the switches are they're like they're sold out everywhere still. And there's like Twitter is dedicated to tell let people know when a switch is available, and they like go in like minutes. It's it's crazy how much it's it's still selling.
0: Yeah, I agree. It is insane. And you have to commend N- Nintendo going from Wii U, which was one of their worst consoles ever, to the Switch, which has just taken off. I mean, yeah. it's done insane numbers. So,
1: well, now it's just weird to think, like, back when it launched, like, I just thought it was so weird when people didn't own Zelda. Now I feel like I'm considered the weird one because I don't own <laughs> Animal Crossing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't own it either. And I. I think Animal Crossing is uh, something that definitely has to be catered to you. I, I don't think it's something that necessarily every single person who plays the Switch uh, would enjoy. So I think that's indicative of its 22.4 million. But I think that's more than I even expected it would sell. Uh, I think it's definitely pulled in a lot of casual gamers that maybe not maybe wouldn't have purchased it if uh, the ongoing coronavirus hadn't happened because of. You know, a lot of people saying at home and, and stuff like that. So I, I definitely think that kind of benefited it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, super interesting. Um, moving on, uh, our next news story, Elder Scrolls Online and Doom Eternal are both coming to next-gen and will get free next-gen upgrades. This is very good news for doom eternal for me for personally because uh that game's just amazing and they actually as we'll talk about here uh, uh, uh next actually is they announced new dlc and i would definitely play this new dlc on next gen if it comes out after next gen's already out so i am 100 percent down for this uh have you guys uh checked out elder scrolls online at all uh roro have you played it i have not now gotcha yeah it's never it's never hit that chord with me uh in terms of you know what elder scrolls the traditional games like skyrim and and oblivion and all that do so it's definitely interesting that it's still going on and they continue to update it it's kind of it's kind of almost at this point uh similar to uh sea of thieves that is continuously being updated but I I know that it's a very uh, specific audience that they're... uh,
1: I have a friend, Danny, that is obsessed with that game. It's just...
0: Hmm.
1: I was never obviously into Elder Scrolls to begin with. I've never even played Skyrim. Um, But it's just not... We've talked about this on multiple occasions. Just fantasy over sci-fi sometimes, especially in the video game atmosphere, maybe not so much as viewing media, is kind of hit or miss, especially with me. Yeah,
0: Hmm. for sure and i'm the same way i i am not huge into fantasy stuff i'm more into sci-fi as well so uh Roro. but the
1: doom eternal stuff i mean as somebody that just completed yep. that game a few months or a few weeks ago like i'm excited for the prospect of yet again there's another title that we can play on our new systems if we want yep. um and then also and i'm assuming we're about to dive into that just the the DLC possibility, yeah, um, like that is going to be something that I am actually highly interested in. Not because I care about the story, yeah, but because I just want to rip more demons, yeah.
0: <laughs> And uh, we can move into that while we're talking about it. Uh, Doom Eternal DLC, The Ancient Gods Part 1, implying there's another part coming, is uh, coming August 27th. Or, I'm sorry, the announcement's coming August 27th, the full trailer. Uh, They've just shown a teaser as of right now, but definitely, like you said, Sean, I'm very interested in that. Roro, I don't think you played Doom Eternal as far as I remember Not yet. I played the, the,
2: well, the 2016 uh, one. Yep. I wouldn't say the first one, but I played the 2016 uh, yep. Doom. I loved it. I just haven't picked this one up yet, but yeah. now seems like a great time to finally try it out. Yes, and maybe. It's on
1: sale all the time. Yeah. I don't and... know as far as maybe Steam, because I know you like to do PC gaming and stuff like that, yeah. And, yeah. but I know it's on sale a decent amount of time.
0: And yeah. even if, even if it's you. Even if you get it on PS4 like if you get it on sale on PS4, RoRo, you then you'll get a free upgrade on PS5. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a win-win. Uh but For yeah, sure. I love
2: that they're doing that.
0: Yeah. I think it's I think it's cool that they're doing a standalone DLC like part one, part two, and kind of it seems to be more like a, uh, you know, Far Cry Blood Dragon type of experience more so than, you know, a traditional expansion that expands on the story. It looks more like it's its own thing, so to speak. Uh, it doesn't really look like it continues on to this, the end of Doom Eternal, uh, which is fine with me. I'm cool with completely different experiences. So it's very cool. Um moving on i feel like we have news on freaking remedy or control every single week i don't know well, how. this is a good way
1: to segue into yeah. great uh additions to next gen to kind of poor
0: additions oh, to next gen god yeah not good uh control is getting uh, next gen versions of the game but only for ultimate edition owners that that will get that upgrade uh I know we've talked about this before uh, for other games, but man, this just feels very slimy in this day and age just because you know all of our games are backwards compatible anyway. So if you didn't want to release a new version on the next-gen consoles, you didn't have to and just let people play backwards compatible. But the fact that you know if you're going to make a next-gen version right at launch for a game that came out over a year ago... I don't know, man. I feel like it needs to be included. You know, it just doesn't feel... This feels as slimy as the NBA 2K21 uh, deal that they're doing, where if you buy it on... If you buy the ultimate edition, or like the $99 edition, they'll give you a free upgrade to next-gen. But if you buy a regular version of the game, you don't get that. And it just does not feel, feel well, or sit well with me. Uh, especially with NBA, because... They're putting Kobe Bryant on the $99 version of the game. And you're essentially saying like, in my opinion, that's just very disrespectful to Kobe's legacy because you're putting something so awful attached to a copy of the game that has him on it. You know, like I feel like he should be like celebrated and say, Hey, he's on every version of the game. And also you get a free upgrade no matter what version you buy. But yeah i don't know the it, not good ro ro it's it's not yeah. good it's not good
2: uh yeah we talked about like you were saying with 2k and those guys before but like to play devil's advocate Uh oh. W- like if if people weren't already doing the free upgrade upgrades how would we feel about this stuff i feel like we with ps3 to ps4 they had like a lot of remasters for like even uncharted like i bought uncharted on the ps3 and then they did the collection yeah i know that's not like exactly the same but at the same time they they the people who are making the next gen versions of these games are working to make them better or make them look better at the very least it's like a very mini remaster i guess in a way like why you know, I mean, it's I'm having a hard time explaining it, but no, at no, the no. same time, I under you know, you know
0: yeah I mean? yeah yeah I you definitely have a great point there. I completely agree with you that I feel like the the narrative has changed around that since then because we did get games like Destiny that came out on three sixty right. and Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, and you, and that is completely fair. Uh For me, I don't. I think the only thing that Holds me back now. Saying that is if they have a PC version of the game. So, like for instance, Control has a PC version of the game. I feel like it's easier for them to develop a next-gen version of the game because they're they're taking assets and textures and stuff from the PC version of the game and right. importing it into there. So, I, you that's a very fair point, roro uh, that you, that you're bringing up that we have paid sixty dollars twice before many times um Mm -hmm. and there was upgrade programs uh on xbox one and ps4 when they first came out like uh, i remember madden uh 25 i think that was the name of the madden game that came out with the launch uh which is odd because they do the years (laughs) except for that one but uh yeah that came out and they did like a five or ten dollar upgrade thing that if you traded in your uh, copy of the game on 360 or ps3 you would be able to upgrade it for that that price yeah Yeah. which i think that 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 isn't bad either so if even if they were to say you know you pay five ten dollars to upgrade like that program had i would even be okay with that so Mm -hmm. that would be fine with me but yeah. to pay sixty dollars again, yeah, uh, yeah I, it just doesn't, I yeah. It see, doesn't see here's
1: well. kind of what upsets me, I guess, in this whole thing is it's kind of a twofold thing. One is I think your point is very valid. It was a very good devil's advocate, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but we're in a generation now of backwards compatibility and Game Pass and PlayStation Now to where that shouldn't be essentially like the excuse, I guess. Right. Um, that, well, we had it with the last generation coming in, so why not do it again? Like, It just sounds very money-hungry, and I don't think any of us would ever describe Remedy as that type of studio, especially given the success yeah. of their games commercially. And that kind of brings me back to my other point, is that as great as, uh, as Control was, as many Alkalades as it got, um, it got IGN's Game of the Year. I know personally on this podcast, that's what I said was my Game of the Year last year. Um, it did not sell commercially well. So I I don't know. I think you're just kind of setting yourself up for a a punch in the gut yet again, if you're charging a premium price still for this game. And in my Mm -hmm. opinion, I think that still is a premium price because that it isn't, it is a game that is now past when it was launched. Um, and I don't think people are going to want to shell out. The only people that are going to want to sell out the, or sorry, uh, pay out the $60 for that are the people that want to play control again on their new console, or essentially people that are like, well, I've never played it ever before. This is kind of a launch game or not a launch, but launch window. So yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and give it a try. Uh, You're not getting people. I don't know. You're not getting a lot of people inside of a niche market type thing.
0: Yeah. Fair. All fair points, uh, everybody. Ten points all around. Uh, more, more news from Remedy. Remedy has started development on their next game in the universe of Alan Wake and Control which is very interesting. Uh I just kind of wonder if they're going to continue by doing these one-off games or are they going to make a sequel to Control or maybe a spiritual s- sequel to Control. I don't I don't really know. That's going to be uh interesting to watch. Uh I know 505 Games had the it, it was just discovered this week that 505 Games did like a 20-year partnership with Remedy uh in terms of the control ip and and that you know universe i guess so i don't know if that's included with this uh but that was back in 2017 that they did that 20-year deal which is that's mind-blowing uh but yeah uh what do you guys think what do you guys think we'll see a proper sequel to control or do you think it will be more like just another game you know spiritual sequel so to speak
1: I don't want to answer this because I know the answer.
0: You know the answer. Yeah,
1: I, I look. I, I, I love control. Um, I I personally think Alan Wake's just a little too overrated, uh, my opinion. But I still love the universe that they were able to create. Um, I I just at some point the straw is going to break as far as when do we go? When do we find that balance between commercial success? and uh, like review success, editorial success, that type of stuff. Um, I, I think you guys would agree that editorial-wise, they have all sold gangbusters, mm-hmm. but they really haven't had like a massive commercial success hit since really Max Payne 2. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. And I, and I do think, in my mind, Alan Wake sold well. I think Quantum Break probably didn't sell as well, but I think it's because it was a singular platform game.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I and I feel like Control sold well only because like i heard it almost word of mouth via you daniel yeah but when it comes to investors they didn't so it's like at a certain point somebody's going to be like look you guys are artists i get what you're doing but make something for the masses yeah
0: completely fair roro do you have any thoughts on uh what their next Um, name could be yeah, I, I don't think
2: it'll be a control 2. I do think it'll be a, another standalone game in the same universe sort of uh what they what they've been doing. Um I think it's cool what they're doing with the the shared universe It's kind of like M Night Shyamalan with Glass and Unbreakable. It's it's cool to see that like build as they uh put out new games and stuff like that. But I do agree with Sean as well. Um but yeah, that's that's really all I, I have to say on it. I, I just think that they're not going to do a control two basically.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I tend to agree with you guys and, uh, it's, it's kind of disappointing in the same light you think about it and control is essentially like a spiritual successor to quantum break. Uh, it has very similar powers and, and you know, gameplay that quantum break had. And personally, I really liked quantum break and don't think it got enough attention, but, uh, yeah Indeed. very very interested to see what they do next Um
1: I just if, if I'm being honest with you I don't care who does it in the end I would just feel I guess better about them as a studio if somebody Sony or Microsoft purchased them and I know that's weird to hmm. say in today's world like you don't want somebody like making decisions for you but it just feels like that's a studio we need to think in the industry that needs to be protected to let yeah. them do a vision.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like Insomniac. I think yeah. we thought the same thing before Sony bought Insomniac. We were like, man, I hope somebody like purchases them <laughs> to let them do what they want to do. And there they went. Uh, so, yeah. Moving into PlayStation, actually, uh, PlayStation held their State of Play event uh, last week. Which actually held uh, some remedy news, guys, and Control news, which was uh, the Alan Wake themed expansion for Control that is coming August twenty seventh, uh, and that that is going to be interesting to see how they tie it into Alan Wake because my goodness, Alan Wake is a very confusing story, but it's like it's interesting because you're just like you're so mind melded and so like confused by the whole thing that it just, it, it's so good. So I'm interested to see how they tie it into control. So, Hey, we're dead. What the heck was that?
2: I, <laughs> I dropped uh,
0: something. Oh God. I, I dead, almost my peed bed. myself a little bit there, you know? <laughs> All right. <Sorry>. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but kind of my highlights and you guys can talk about what your highlights were. Uh, There was a lot of announcements uh, and there was a lot of stuff that we had already seen uh, before as well, but I think my highlights were crash bandicoot Four. I think it looked really good and I've never been a crash bandicoot fan, but this looks really good and the art style looks really good. And I, I think it kind of sends all the right messages for that game. And also I think, hitman trilogy on playstation vr that actually sounds very cool and they that first, was mine
1: that was definitely one of mine
0: they first announced it and i was like wait are they gonna do like thir- a weird third person thing and you're gonna like watch your character in vr because that'd be weird and then they showed it and i was like oh this is first person and oh my god that looks awesome uh roro what was your highlights from the show uh like your favorite um, parts
2: so i agree with both of those points i love seeing crash crash as you were saying the art style looked beautiful i love that um also not a huge crash person but the gameplay looks super fun and i would love to jump in with this one even try the insane trilogy because of this because it, it really caught my attention. But besides those two, I, I was interested in Spelunky 2, which is weird because I didn't play the first one, but for some reason how the guy was talking about it and all the different random uh, levels, everything looked really fun to play. So yeah. Spelunky 2 seemed to grab my attention
1: as well. And What
0: kind of game is Spelunky? I've never even... And, uh, uh, it's a
1: roguelike... I um, think SteamWorld Dig... Um, but I guess more randomized and a little bit more combat when it's evolved.
2: So that that was fun, and that was that was really it. Honestly, I I enjoyed watching it, but not a lot of games besides those three stood out to me that much. Pathless looked cool. The Pathless looked cool. Yeah, but besides
1: that, not much Sweet. in this. Uh- one. Yeah, I said, the surprising thing was Braid, the anniversary yeah. thing being announced there and not Xbox, since that was. Yeah. Daniel, correct me if I am wrong. That was a Summer of Arcade game, correct?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was before Summer of Arcade was even a thing, but it was a it was one of the featured XBLA games. You know, yeah. When XBLA first took off. So I just
1: thought that was an interesting thing that was on a Sto- Sony stage, if yeah. you will, instead of an Xbox. Yeah. Um, I actually. Pretty much, besides Crash, the only thing that interested me were kind of the PSVR announcements. So, obviously, Hitman. I'm not a huge Hitman person. I played a decent amount of them, but, like, I don't know. I can't I can't do things in order. I just want to create chaos and, like, just kill everybody, but that's just me. But I finally got a release date for uh, Vader Immortal. So, stoked for that, August 25th. Uh, so, that's definitely... I'm still curious on the pricing yeah. for it because I haven't even I think looked to see what it's
0: I think it's what, th- what did you say? I think it's thirty dollars total. Okay. Yeah. I think because I still have yet to buy
1: PS uh or sorry Iron Man VR, mm. but I feel like I'm more comfortable with the Vader Immortal than I am Iron Man at the moment. Yeah. Um just be prepared
0: so, for a less than three hour campaign.
1: <laughs> which is fine, in my opinion, when it comes to VR. I don't need an expanse. Like I thought it was really an odd choice when borderlands two was re-released for psvr because that's like a hundred hour game like i can't imagine playing that in vr mm. uh i think i might die in that sense Definitely. um but yeah i i would say as far as third party goes it really made me this will sound bad it made me less excited for godfall and i know that's gonna make daniel happy. yes let's go ahead. um so like we didn't really i don't know we haven't been shown too too much of this game still I mean, I still think it looks pretty, but, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just getting a little bit more attachment with um, uh, Marvel's Avengers, which, by the way, Roro, congrats on being broke now since Spider-Man was announced after we said so. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) God. So, but I I don't know. I just feel like if I'm already, like, still on the teeter-totter when it comes to Marvel's Avengers, Godfall, what does it have to offer me that that doesn't when it's kind of a similar type thing? Yeah. So I don't know. It just kind of made me think, all right when I get my PS five, that's probably not going to be my launch game.
0: All right, Sean, I know you didn't do this on purpose because I know you, but that led perfectly into what I was going to say about this next news story, which is rock Next game is in no, fact, <laughs> a suicide squad game, uh, which showed a logo with a crosshair on Superman with a full reveal coming during the DC fandom event on August 22nd. And the rumors are saying that it's going to be a games avid, a game as a service with online co-op, which to me, that just immediately made me think, wow, this game is going to be DC's Marvel's Avengers game. Yeah. It, like,
1: it's, it's a good competition
0: point. It yeah, really is. Yeah, it, it really is. Minus the
1: being at the Suicide Squad yeah. if it was fucking Justice, Justice League, League and I'm sorry I had to cuss on that. I, you, I've already given my opinion on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like It should be Justice League, not Suicide Squad. I'm still yeah. going to play it though.
0: I agree, but I, I'm interested to see how they develop it, and obviously Rocksteady deserves a ton of respect for what they did for Batman and the Batman Arkham series, so I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt before I see it. Uh, I agree. I think a Justice League game would have been awesome, but I'm definitely interested to see like them hunting the Justice League, uh, so to speak. It just
1: feels like them of all developers would have been the first ones to get Superman right. Yeah. It just feels like that. So here, here's a question for you. And Daniel, I don't know how apt you are when it comes to comic knowledge, but not I Ro, I think you are a little bit. So like who of the Suicide Squad would you want to be in there?
2: Um so I'm not too familiar with the DC side of things, but obviously Holly Quinn, I'm assuming, will be in it. Yeah. I'm yeah, assuming Deadshot it, yeah. will Deadshot will be in it as well. That would be um, awesome
1: i'd really like king uh king shark
2: because uh,
1: okay. he was an original they they chose not to do him for the movie because the cgi would have been way too much but yeah. king shark after watching the harley quinn show i just i forgot how much that character is just an odd character to begin with
0: That that would be cool i think that would be cool uh i think joker you know <laughs> i love joker why not more joker you're right i don't know much about the uh, (laughs) the suicide squad except for the crappy movie that dc put out with jared well i
1: assume the main character is going to be who they didn't have in the movies which is deathstroke yeah i would assume that would be your main person in that
0: and deathstroke was one of the best parts of uh arkham knight right yeah yeah. so yeah the arkham origins uh, was it Arkham Origins? Yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, was gonna was. Say, I don't remember it being Arkham Knight. Was it? Was he in Arkham Knight? I thought he was. Uh... I think it was Origins. Was it Origins? Yeah, I thought it was Origins. Okay, well, I, I liked think. him in that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, as as Sean was saying, like it it sucks that it's not Justice League, and I agree that this is a a great um competition, and obviously, Rex Rock City has a history with Batman and making really great games with that. But I feel if, as an online, as a, a games as a service game, the Marvel team using heroes has so much more to play with and they can just drop in so many different heroes to to add to the game. Mm. And with the villains, it's not like it's a... If you're just using the Suicide Squad, there's like a, a limited cast, I feel like, that you could use. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much... That's fair uh, yeah how much they're going to be how many how much likes this game is going to have but i'm sure it's going to be fun to play absolutely but if you did a justice league game there's already a huge justice league cast and you could just drop in heroes if you wanted to just anybody
0: yeah 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 that's completely fair and even like the avengers and the movies and stuff aren't, aren't always the same as the comics and at the same time and and whatnot so Like, like you're saying, Bucky, Bucky is not the white wolf in the comics. Just to be clear, (laughs)
1: everyone like screamed at the theaters and it's like, he's, he's not the white wolf.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the white wolf is. So I don't,
1: uh, they may mention to him, I think it was at the end of black Panther when they showed Bucky in there and they're like, uh, he's, is the white wolf ready? And it's like the white wolf is actually Chakala's like, I think it's half brother, Um from like a long time ago. Like and Bucky, I don't think is his half brother, unless suddenly that gets revealed. Gotcha. Uh
0: while we're talking about kind of this same thing, Marvel's Avengers we talked about last week quite a bit, uh did want to put in a little bit of a correction. So me and Sean thought that uh Sony owned the rights to uh Spider-Man on gaming platforms, but they do not actually apparently own uh, spider-man on those platforms apparently marvel still owns the rights to spider-man on digital places and comics obviously uh so i think as far as our conversation goes last week i don't think it's changed much i don't blame sony for that i one hundred thousand percent blame marvel and square enix for this decision I don't think that this came from Crystal Dynamics because they're just trying to make the game; they don't care about the business side of it or whatnot. They just want to make a great game. I blame one hundred percent blame Square Enix and you know Marvel for coming for making this even a possibility for Sony. Obviously, Sony is going to want to get as many <laughs> exclusive things as they can get to get people to come to their platform, but it's it's the job of Square Enix to say no this is the biggest freaking hero in the Marvel universe. We cannot make this an exclusive. um, Yeah. I think
1: Ryan McCaffrey, even on their episode of Unlock last week from IGN was even talking about how like Sony or even if Microsoft went down this route, they can't. Yes. You could be angry, but they're not at fault. Their job is to make you go to their platform. That's their job. I mean, I get it. It's not ideal. The destiny year long exclusivity, not ideal. Call of Duty exclusivity, it's still not an ideal, but like that's their job. They're supposed to make you want to buy their system. And like, I don't know, it's those companies that are selling those contracts. It's their task to, I guess, make it as fair. And again, mm-hmm. I still say they should have gone the Soul Caliber 2 route.
0: I agree. And Roro, you can put in whatever comments you would like as well, since you weren't on last week uh, about that whole situation. He's just excited to be broke yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Honestly, i'm I'm happy spider-man is, is coming for sure and with that tidbit that you just gave the correction i guess it, it does make it even worse that like marvel is like no here's ps4 have spider-man and nobody else can yeah.
1: can have them we
2: don't know how long that deal is going to be but mm-hmm. it's almost worse that it was there yeah they're them saying yes to the deal i guess I agree but um you. yeah I'm, I'm again super excited to play spider-man I'm going to play the heck out of Spider-Man, obviously, yeah. but it does. Right.
1: Right. It's but not a time exclusivity deal at all. I think it's just exclusive. In yeah. So it's, is yeah. That sucks.
2: Yeah. That's
1: that. I think you bring up a good point. That's probably the crux of the issue. I mean, I get a lot of people in the community are butthurt, but I don't think they would have been as bad if yeah. what you said was true, where it's like, it could it be a timed exclusivity like Tomb Raider Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider being a year exclusivity to Xbox, like people weren't as obsessed because that or upset because that's how it got funded. But this game was already funded. I mean, hell, Marvel was going to throw whatever money it can, especially having a games as a service essentially game. Yeah. Um, so it just seems like a discredit. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Give me Black
1: Panther. That's what I want next. So because we mentioned Spider-Man and he came to fruition. So now I'm going to get Black Panther.
0: Honestly, Black Panther would be amazing because he's very similar in terms to Spider-Man in terms of like athletic ability and stuff. So, like, I feel like they could do some really cool things with him uh, that are very Spider-Man-esque. Well, and
1: it opens up the best DC air or Jesus Christ, kill me. The best Marvel area, I think, in the entire series, which is Wakanda. Yeah. So Wakanda is so technologically advanced. Like, mm. anytime you read anything like that has Wakanda, you're just like, holy crap, every other place sucks because they don't have <laughs> all this
0: stuff that's going on.
1: Yeah. There's a reason why in the movies they fought the war there.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you have metal that's made, that's uh, vibranium, uh, made with, you know, Captain America's shield, uh, it's usually a pretty good place. So,
1: good. yeah, uh, I'll be a little bummed if it is Captain Marvel. Not because of women but
0: because she's <laughs> G- too, <laughs> yeah thank, thank you for it's, clarifying I, I think she's
1: too OP for that type of game
0: yeah i i agree if if they were to make her correctly then she would be too OP uh Moving on, Xbox Series S, guys, is pretty much all but confirmed at this point. We've talked about this many times. Uh, There's leaked controller packaging for the new controllers uh, for Xbox Series X and Slash S now. uh, And they have release dates on the packaging that say do not open until November 6th. For retailers. So uh, we have both a rumored release date of November 6th now, which Microsoft has confirmed it is November, but they haven't said November 6th yet. Confirmed. Um, But Series S was also on the packaging of the controller listed uh, as supported devices Xbox One, Xbox One X, uh, or I'm sorry, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, uh, PC, Android, and iPhone. Um, So that's definitely very, very interesting uh, that we're finally pretty much getting confirmation of that. Uh, I think the other thing is, guys, uh, Gary Witta is hosting a animal talking thing tonight, which he does uh, every week, I think, or every day. I can't remember what his schedule is. But, I think it's at once a week. Once a week, okay. But he has Phil coming on his show tonight. He's the first guest, and it starts at 10 o'clock tonight, so obviously we're not going to be able to report on it here. But uh, <laughs> but we're, uh, we're possibly going to get some kind of confirmation of Xbox Series S because he's been teasing something weird. Phil retweeted Gary's tweet saying he's going to be on the show and that he, being a little cagey. I I have a feeling at this point he's just going to say, yes, Xbox Series S is real. We'll talk about it later this month at this event on this day. Um, So I think it'll be very interesting because I think that reveal event's going to also give us pre-order and price information finally. And hopefully Sony follows suit this month as well and we can finally just sleep happy knowing when we're getting our consoles and how much they cost. So... Make sure you guys watch tonight at 10 p.m. I won't. I will not. You're not going to watch? <laughs> Roro, are you going to watch it? I will not. All right. Well, I'm getting two new hosts on this show. Can I get two new hosts over here? All right. I'll, I'll look
2: at, the, I'll, I'll look at the, the, the clips online. He posts them on YouTube afterwards. All right. Fine. That's. I'll look, I'll look All right. <laughs> Uh so I do think on. it's really cool though that this whole animal talking thing is it's so cool. I love that what he did with it. Yeah, that is it's, super guess that he's getting on, it's insane.
0: Yeah. Especially during this time, perfect thing for him to do. Yeah. So moving on, uh, since Sean told me to skip this news story, I did see that, Sean. Uh <laughs> Bioshock 4 will seemingly not take place in Rapture or Columbia based on job listings. This is very interesting because, uh, I, I this is probably the first thing, little bit of information we've heard about the new Bioshock game. Uh, obviously, they just started the studio not that long ago, like a year, maybe less than a year ago. Um, I don't think it's surprising. I I definitely think that our story in Rapture ended and our story in Columbia ended. So I feel like definitely this was kind of a, for uh, a given, so to speak uh, that we were going to going to get a new location for Bioshock. Um, I'm just more interested in seeing like, what did, what do they do? They went under the sea, they went into the sky. So now what's next? What's left. Yeah. (laughs) Under the space. space. See, wait, no. Space. Oh, <laughs> space. Actually, space wouldn't be a bad space thing. Look at hit. prey. Prey gives me Vi- Bioshock vibes galore. I don't know if you've got you guys played the uh, Arcane uh, Prey game, but it's actually very good and gave me a lot of Bioshock vibes. Dan Sableton told me not to. Dan Stapleton's a freaking idiot. Pardon my language. <laughs> Dan Stapleton can go to the same place that Randy Pitchford can, and I'm not going to say it on this podcast because it's not uh, approved for PG listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what we're all about here.
0: Yeah. So, we're you know. excited.
1: Just, I know they developed an entire team for this, but it's just yeah. interesting that like we're starting to get talks about it. I just. Yet again, it's another one of those things that just shut up, just show me a trailer when you're ready. That's all I want.
2: <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I For me, I think it's awesome. Very excited that it's going to be in a different place. But I've only started Bioshock Shock Infinite. I have not finished it. And I have the collection sitting on my PS4. I got it during the... When it was free for PS Plus. So I, I need to try it out. I need to actually finish those games before I have a, an opinion on them. But... <laughs> i've i've already seen i've i've only heard good things about them so wait and bioshock infinite was fun for what i've played so far
0: wait roro wait you've never played bioshock never Never. oh oh my gosh you you (laughs) have to play that the original (laughs) bioshock infinite's very good don't get me wrong but the original bioshock it's really good so good so especially if you haven't had it spoiled for you have you had it? i was gonna say don't
1: listen to previous episodes with daniel i think spoiled it
0: yeah i may have i
1: I
2: might have heard a spoiler and i just it flew over my head (laughs) okay all right yeah i haven't gotten it spoiled
0: for me yet good keep it that way and definitely play it It, it's good oh i can't wait till you play it we can talk about it uh (laughs) Moving on to our last news story, guys. The Last of Us Part 2 is getting a big content update tomorrow. Uh, it's coming with it a bunch of new uh, difficulties, including a grounded difficulty, uh, permadeath mode, uh, and also some trophies associated with those new modes. Uh, there's some new graphics, audio and gameplay modifiers. Uh, they have a bunch of different options, which is interesting, like 8-bit audio, 4 bit audio, that's interesting. Uh, just some weird things, uh, infinite ammo, very cool like things that uh, kind of make kind of change up the way you play the game, which I think is always a good thing. Uh, there's also some new, Uh, additions in terms of graphics like uh film grain adjustment and uh listening mode you can disable as well to kind of change your experience there so a lot of nice quality of life improvements to the last of us part two so permadeath
1: scares the shit out of me what what does permadeath
0: that is oh buddy have you ever played state of decay because that game is full of permadeath
1: well yeah, but that's like not story driven. No, no, no. And no. I don't know, I can just imagine like Roo, you and I obviously are playing it, but the first time you meet the dogs and they actually attack you, you're like, mm-hmm. Holy shit, you're in a panic. I can yeah. only imagine how that's gonna go if I'm playing Permadeath.
2: Yeah. Wow. That that does scare me as well. <laughs> uh, I imagine like getting so close to and then dying and then <laughs> having to watch cutscenes all over again.
1: But, that's um, true. Yeah, you can't fast
2: forward. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think there's. Yeah, you can't fast forward, but you would have to skip and all that kind of stuff, which ah, is. That's right, yeah. it's crazy. But my one of my favorite things about the the first Last of Us was the little Easter eggs that you got after beating the game, like the costumes that you could put Ellie or Joel <laughs> in, like after if you wanted to replay it after doing certain things in the first in the fir- in your first playthrough, like there would be certain costumes that you could put Ellie, in. I think there was like a Kill Bill costume for Ellie at one point. So it would be cool if they added that kind of stuff, but I, I do like all the additions that they're putting in as well. Grounded, I definitely want to try out. Um, Death, probably not, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Grounded seems like something I would, I would give it a try to. And definitely turning off listen mode. I always like that experience as well.
0: And uh, just to clarify, he's talking about Grounded, the difficulty in The Last yes. of Us Part Two, not Grounded, yes, not the video game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm excited to maybe play that game one day. Maybe if I, <laughs> if you would have them.
1: bought physically ghost of Tsushima, maybe we could talk.
0: <laughs> God, uh, moving on to the games we were playing. Uh, I have not continued my ghost of Tsushima run yet. I'm terrible, uh, but I have been playing fall guys and, and Roro and I actually played quite a few matches. I believe on Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember what day, the days blend together. We played quite a few matches together, and, uh, man, this game is super freaking fun, guys. So <laughs> this I feel like this game reminds me so much of Fu- Fusion Frenzy on the original Xbox. I've had so much fun with that game, like that game show style atmosphere, and it's so good. Fall Guys, amazing. Guys, what are your impressions?
2: uh fall guys is lots of fun i and actually when i was playing with you i I got a i got a win i got a crown i was dang it dang it (laughs) best i've got in a second (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i and i i love the game and it's super fun i got it on steam as well obviously on playstation it's it's free but i i got it on steam and i got the collector's edition and i got all the kudos and stuff like that but even with a bonus that I got on Steam, I found even on PlayStation, I'm getting a a pretty good amount of it. It doesn't seem crazy like the the microtransactions. It's not too predatory, so I really like that as well. The the customized options as well that you have for your your beans, I guess.
0: Yeah, and they give you um, a generous amount. Yeah, too
2: for sure. And uh, yeah, and I I really like how there's certain skins that are behind crowns, so you have to win to get this. I guess, legendary skin. I, I, I like that uh, to chase the winds as well. I think that's really cool. But the game is just fun. It's just as fun to, to lose the game as it is to win it. So that's what's really keeping me hooked.
1: That is probably a perfect way to put it, that it is just as fun to lose as it is to win. Uh, I play with my friends, Chris and Mark, and it's just comedy watching things go down. My friend Mark absolutely hates the level seesaw. He cannot Such get God. through that for the life of him. I hate that one. <laughs> I hate uh, tail run and um, the hexagon game.
0: Oh. Cuz that's man. where I always yeah.
1: lose. It, that's where I got second I got second place 3 times and it's always I've lost at hexagon. And yeah. it's just like, are you kidding me? I'm so close and I still can't freaking finish this off.
0: The worst is when uh, you're super high on that and then like you fall all the way down to death. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know we kind of talked about this last week, Daniel, but, like, it really feels like a almost a Rocket League success right out of the gate with this game right now. I mean, it's all that I keep seeing, um, like, on social media and on the internet, like, everyone talking about it. Uh, and I would say the only issue, which it actually got patched today, was there was some, uh, especially with PlayStation, um, some, like, server issues, uh, sometimes X as far as your jump, not registering but supposedly mm-hmm. those are going to be patched out and they're actually going to introduce some some game that was in the beta that hasn't been in the actual version now
0: i uh, actually so there will be a new game i actually had that problem with jumping on the hexagon level and i told Roro <laughs> after the level i was like dude i was hitting freaking jump and it wasn't jumping i swear like i kept trying to because i was trying to do the hop approach where you jumped each platform instead of running because it yeah, cause you, time. Save time. Yeah. you save time. Yeah, but but like I was jumping and it wasn't actually. I was pressing the button. It wasn't actually jumping. And I was like, "What the heck? What's going on here?" I thought it was like the PlayStation controller. I was like, "What the heck's going on? I'm pressing it. It's not happening." But no, it's good was, to know. yeah, it was an
1: actual thing that they're like patching to upgrade on it. But I don't know. I, I just I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be like my new Apex or anything like that from last year, <laughs> but it's just. Very stupid, but like, it's just, I'm like crying, laughing every time playing with yeah. my friends. This is definitely a game that you want to get a, a couple of people together, maybe in a group, because they do even partner you to partner you together in teams. Yeah, uh, which I think is actually a really cool thing when you're in party chat and all that stuff. But I, I just keep laughing my ass off every time I play it.
0: Except for the one time that me and RoRo got <laughs> split up on teams. We were on two different teams against each other, and I was like, "What Wait, the heck?" Wait, you guys
1: were in a group chat too?
0: Yeah, we were in a group. Yeah, we oh, teamed
1: that's up. Really weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, it put us together for the match before, but yeah. then the second time they put us on a different team.
0: Yeah. Because I was like, no, no, they're putting it in. Row was <laughs> like, uh, uh, we just won. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Roro, do you have any other games you're playing other than Fall Guys?
2: Um, nothing that I really
0: want to dive too deep into. I, I'm playing Animal
2: Crossing. Um, but besides that, not, not really.
0: Not really. Cool, Sean. What other games?
1: uh so i started actually uh my new game plus on i think it's jedi master on star wars oh, no. uh fallen orders and <laughs> i made a mistake yeah <laughs> it is so fucking hard <laughs> i am not having that much fun oh, no. I, i'm just getting like those, um, remember those like stupid little rats from like the second level? Yeah, I'm just getting killed by them. Like that's I literally just get wrecked by
0: them. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Imagine fighting. But still the, fun game. Imagine fighting the second to last boss on that difficulty. <laughs>
1: you weren't fighting that.
0: That's the one I was on. The guy, right? The second to last.
1: Yeah, but you weren't on that difficulty.
0: Oh, no, I know. I'm saying imagine playing him on uh, that difficulty. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, that would be insane.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think I'm going to, unfortunately, stick with it that long to find that out.
0: Yeah. All right, so moving on into the topic of the show, guys. Uh, we're already running late, but uh, we'll try to make this short. Uh, yes, uh, we can go ahead and... Lay out the uh lay out the tarmac for my death. Uh that wasn't the correct word, but I'm going It wasn't. With it. I was like, are uh, a plane
1: now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Halo Infinite <laughs> has been officially delayed into twenty twenty one. Uh so yeah. Halo Infinite being delayed. Here's the thing, guys. Uh it's not entirely surprising, especially from the blog posts that three, four, three has been, uh, kind of hinting at the last few weeks. They have been saying that, uh, they've struggled, uh, with COVID development more so than they expected, I guess. Uh, and Microsoft remember has all their employees have been working from home since this all started back in March. And it's essentially five months of time where you're, you're working from home in a completely different environment. So I think this is officially maybe the first COVID delay. I don't know if Cyberpunk necessarily was or not, um, but uh, it definitely sucks. I know I've seen a lot of people out there saying that, uh, you know, their reveal uh, announcement at the, their Xbox event wasn't uh, what they wanted it to be and that uh, it was so bad that that's why the, the game's delayed. It's like, no, nah, that's not why the game was delayed. Because 343 even pointed out after that um, whole backlash happened that, yeah, we have work to do. We know we have work to do, but we wanted to show you what the game was actually playing as, and, and that's commendable. They're not just showing you you know BS. They're showing you what that, the game actually is in that current state. So... Definitely, it doesn't surprise me that it ended up getting delayed, but uh, the game wasn't ready. That's the fact of the matter. Uh, Give them the time that they need. That's the most important thing. Halo 5 released unfinished because Forge was not there at day one at launch, and that's a big pinnacle of Halo. Big Team Battle wasn't there at launch, and that's another big pinnacle of Halo. Give them the time they need. That's all I care about. Halo Infinite, guys, is still 343's Halo 3. So, mark my words, <laughs> they will deliver. It's just going to take a little bit longer. So, uh, and also games getting delayed doesn't happen overnight so people saying that this is a reaction to what they showed off last month i don't think that's really true because they've been talking about this behind the scenes for a long time now and they just finally decided that to to delay it but i think the more important conversation here is how is this going this delay going to affect xbox series x uh at launch like do you guys think that this is going to have a big impact on what series x does at launch Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs>
1: uh, I I don't know. Like personally, for me, it's not because remember when this all, when everything got announced. Yeah. What was I telling you, Dana, I was going to play on day one of my Xbox.
0: Halo Infinite. Yeah, of the course. Ascent.
1: Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, so that's the game I'm excited to play.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but like, I don't. I feel like so many people were. Not, I don't want to say wishy-washy because that's not fair to Xbox, but like already a little bit like, well, if I have a PC, like where, where you have a PC, if you yeah. have Game Pass, then you have all the Xbox exclusives right there. So it's like, why do I need a Series X? And again, Daniel, I know what you said. That's that's kind of their their bread and butter now. That's what they're going for is to get you on their um, experience, not so much their platform, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I, I still think it's going to affect people like excitement now i do i think this is the last thing no i still i don't know i don't much faith in spider-man coming out right now we've yet to see gameplay as much as i want miles morales we've yet to see anything from it and that's supposed to be launch window essentially or holiday 2020 which we assume is launch window um so i mean playstation could be in the similar boat i think it's all going to come down to here in a few weeks on who's coming in cheaper
0: yep i completely agree I think I agree, RoRo. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I do think that price is a very important factor that we still don't know about, and we're not going to know about until Sony and Microsoft uh, show their cards and decide who's going to go first. Because that's what it feels yeah. like—we're waiting on who who's going to go first. Oh.
2: Um. Yeah. I, I. We are in a waiting game for for sure, and it, it's so hard to tell who's who's going to drop the the. The shoe or the the hat or whatever garment of clothing you want to use as the analogy, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, <laughs> Halo being delayed, it it does it does affect Xbox. I I think, and especially for people like me. And Sean made the good point, and I've said it before too. I have a PC. There's, I'm not probably not going to buy a Xbox on day one, but now I'm definitely not going to buy an Xbox on day one. Yeah, be, because of Halo not being there, and and. The Ascent is not something that speaks to me and I, there's other games that that they have said that are going to be out on day one with Game Pass and like, I've got Game Pass on my PC so I'm, I'm covered there and I feel like there's a lot of people who want to play Halo on the Xbox.
0: yeah,
2: Like on the system for whatever reason, even though you could use the controller and use it on your PC because a lot of people probably don't have a gaming PC and they just play video games traditionally and now that halo is just not coming out right away they for some people they don't have that big reason to to purchase and the people like 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 you daniel they're gonna buy the the xbox day one no matter what but the more casual or the people who are buying their kids a present on on around that holiday season they're going to look at what games are on the ps4 and what games are on the xbox and they're going to hopefully see Miles Morales on PS4 and they they might choose that over what it what is Xbox gonna be advertising when they're when they're releasing the Xbox Series X yeah. at holiday. What what's there gonna be their big game to sell that 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 system now?
0: Yeah. I think, uh, honestly, they're going to have to completely change their approach uh, for how they market Series X. I think they're going to have to lean into Game Pass and say, hey, we have all of these games available at launch. And it, for the people that don't have PCs at home that can play games, hey, this is this console has these games. Uh, they're all coming day one. You have backwards compatible lo- uh, lineup that goes back all the way to the original Xbox. Uh, You have to market it differently for sure without having that heavy hitter of Halo Infinite. And I also think that they are going to uh, heavily push into, and I know they haven't done this yet, but I think as we get closer to launch, I think they will lean more into Halo the Master Chief collection because... 343 is uh, working with external partners on the Master Chief Collection for PC, and they're still releasing new games on PC. They still have ODST to release and Halo 4. Those are the last two games coming uh, to PC, and those will be coming here in the next four months. And I think as that happens, I think we will see also PC... Uh, settings and PC textures and and PC uh, experiences being sent to Xbox Series X for Halo the Master Chief Collection so for instance 120 frames per, per second playing instead of 60 frames per second that Xbox One X does on the Master Chief Collection I think you will see them lean into that quite a bit because I know that team is definitely pushing to have the Master Chief Collection fully on PC before Series X comes out and uh, once Series X does come out, I, I have a feeling they're going to have an optimized version of the Master Chief Collection for that ready to go soon after launch, maybe not at launch, but soon after launch. And they'll kind of lean into that a little bit without having Halo Infinite. But I don't know. I, I,
2: I, yeah, I think that'll be great for the people who want that. But at the same time, I feel like the people who want that already have a PC. Like if they care so much about those frames per seconds and all those those stuff, I feel like they have the rig to play that already.
0: Which is and fair. they wouldn't
2: need to get an Xbox.
0: Which is fair, uh, it, unless there's people that are still playing on Xbox One right. and they want to yeah. upgrade their experience, so to speak. Um, True. Or even even like we're even forgetting like if people are on original Xbox One, like my God, that's a very different experience than Xbox One X. So people playing the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One are probably playing, uh, I don't know, 720p or, I don't know, 900p at 60 frames per second. I don't know what it is, but it's nowhere close to what Xbox One X or Series X would be. Yeah. Um, so, I, But again, do
2: yeah. those people care? Like yeah. now that they have Game Pass, they can just play, keep playing there and they keep getting yeah. all these awesome games wherever they're playing, which is, again, awesome. But yeah, I don't know. It's it definitely it definitely sucks to not have Halo, yeah. for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would love to have Halo this fall as well. <laughs> but I would, well, look, as you get a cent, as Shigeru Miyamoto always says, a bad game is always bad, but a delayed game. I don't know what the saying is the delayed game <laughs> it's could be good. Good or something like that. Yeah. You should have yeah. in Japanese it would have been better something like that yeah I, I can't speak Japanese unfortunately Sean uh so anything else guys before we close out the show
1: I mean it hasn't affected my pre-order whatsoever well okay the pre-order I have up in my head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing that no matter what yeah. uh for both consoles but I, I still think if you even go to IGN's wiki or um, Yahoo had it, and so did Kotaku, um, they both at this point are launching with close to a hundred games each. I think you're going to have fine stuff to play.
0: Yeah, I, that's fair. That's fair, but it's not going to compare to Halo Infinite. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say. The other thing I wanted to say this actually this news actually there is a granite of you know happiness from me because I will actually get to freaking play cyberpunk because cyberpunk is coming November <laughs> whatever November 12th or 10th or I don't know something like that so like that's literally gonna be the game that I probably play uh, on my series X on day one which is excited exciting that is exciting. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you again to everyone joining us live uh, both on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. I see that, Sean. Thank you. I'm not Jim Carrey. (laughs) Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love. And did you just... You just interrupt my much much love and keep on gaming. Now's see when ya. you say deuces and Roro says see you. Alright. <laughs> <laughs>